0: Hi, I'm Colleen Nelson, licensed therapist, trauma expert, and fellow badass woman ready to rise up right alongside you. This podcast, Let the Rest Burn, is for the woman who has ignored, attacked, or even silenced her inner voice because she thought it was broken and needed to be fixed. It's for the woman who is ready to rise up and fully step into her desire, her joy, her full power, and make the impact she was destined to make. For the woman who cannot stand one more second waiting, watching, and witnessing the world crumble and is ready to rebuild and expand into a better future. For a woman who is so done trying to fix the world, she decided to start with healing herself and she let the rest burn. Hello and welcome back to Let the Rest Burn. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about our fourth shadow archetype, the Vigilante. The Vigilante is a personal favorite of mine, I'll be honest with you. Uh, she is a shadow that I would say frequently uh, comes up for me still, and we're going to dig into what the Vigilante is and you know how this shadow might emerge in your life, but I first just want you to take a minute and kind of let that word sink in. Thanks to Taylor Swift, we've got a theme song for this month. And there's something, you know, powerful about this shadow, something needed about this shadow. Each of the shadow archetypes come from a place of need, right? We, we develop these early on in order to get our needs met in one way, shape, or form, or to understand how the world works, You know, with the wounded child, it was just experiencing humanity and understanding that not everybody was going to meet us where we need them to. With the ultra-independent, it was a reaction to that and our ability to kind of shut everybody out and take care of what we needed to take care of. And the people pleaser, it's, you know, again, it's this like reaction of the ultra-independent and... This feeling of, well, I really wanna belong. I wanna connect with people. You'll notice there's a battle here between the two shadow archetypes, and we're gonna keep battling this all year. So we've got one side of the battle, which is belonging. This is the way that we sacrifice parts of ourselves in order to belong. Brene Brown would call this fitting in, not belonging. And so we have archetypes that fit this, right? This is the perfectionist, the martyr, the people pleaser. These are the parts of ourselves that we, you know, withdraw in order to belong. Then you have the other side of the equation, almost like in reaction to this of ultimate self-expression, because our two basic human needs is to be fully self-expressed and to feel a sense of belonging. So in order for us to experience this, we need to kind of toggle back and forth until we find a really beautiful balance, which is which is what the true self is, right? The true self is a balance between being self-expressed and finding a place of true belonging among people, communities that actually see you and honor you for who you are. So this one is about self-expression. Yes, the vigilante fights on behalf of you know righteous victims per se but really the shadow of the vigilante is i'm going to burn it all to the ground because this is not working right like i'm going to take over i'm going to break the rules i'm going to go my own path i'm going to i'm going to blaze my own trail because what i'm being told and what how the world works i don't agree with now there's something kind of sexy about that right <laughs> like this is i'm telling you this is one of my favorite shadow archetypes. It's sexy until it's not, right? Because you can only do that so much. If you want to have a sense of belonging, if you want to be in community with others, there is a degree of needing to work with that community. I identify as a sigma female, which is, you know, we get into that whole conversation later, but it's very much so like similar to an alpha but a little bit more isolated. It's like if I were in a pack of wolves, I would be the one circling the pack making sure that the coyotes were not going to come into our territory versus the alpha who's going to be leading the pack inside our territory, right? So I see things before they they come and I have I blaze my own trail. So good and bad parts of that. My ownership for the vigilante this month is going to be quite humorous for you all because this I like this one. I don't, I don't know if I want to give her up yet, right? She's kind of like one of my go-to gals when I am frustrated with the world. My family will be the first to attest that I don't follow rules that I don't think are valid, period. And even if I'm wrong, <laughs> my friends will say this too, like, we told you this, we we told you this truth and you told us to fuck off and so here we are <laughs> with you wrestling with this truth. And I'm telling you folks this is this is the piece that I think I really wrestled with in the last 6 months more than any other shadow. And I am coming on the other side of it because I do very much believe in trust and surrender and belonging and connection. And I don't think you have to burn it all to the ground to get there. So let's walk through this. Let's talk about the vigilante. Let's dive in. So the vigilante is a shadow archetype that truly wants to be fully self-expressed and seen in their self-expression. And they believe that the systems and the relationships and the responsibilities that they have are keeping them from getting that self-expression. So they want to burn it to the ground. They're ready to quit that job, leave that relationship, book that trip and get out of here, sell that house, move across the world, right? They're they're quite reactive. (laughs) And for that moment, uh, the vigilante feels extremely powerful, right? It feels like I have a solution to this problem that really doesn't have a solution. And I'll be honest with you, the solution is typically to feel the feelings and ride the wave and face the hard thing. But the vigilante doesn't want to face the hard thing. The vigilante wants to choose which hard thing they face. And the hard thing that they want to face is what it would be like to sell their home and move across the country. They don't want to face that really uncomfortable conversation they have to have with their neighbor that made them feel very uncomfortable and face some of the things inside of themselves. (sighs) You see where I'm going here, right? The vigilante would rather burn it to the ground. Then ride the wave of the hard feelings or do the inner work. Their solution is to run and to disrupt it all. Let's talk about where this comes from, okay? If you were a child who tried, tried to make the family get along, be the mediator, tried to do the right thing, tried to be the good girl, tried to You know, be the people pleaser, all of these things where you're like, okay, if I do this, then maybe I'll get this. Like you tried to work with the system, but then early on experiences taught you that the system is broken, or that even though you did all those things, you're still going to be perceived a certain way. You're not going to get your needs met. Or maybe even worse, like you are attacked for this. This piece of the puzzle is so hard because these sweet children are just trying so hard to figure out how to make all of this work. And the vigilante comes along and is like, well, what if we don't care? What if we fight for what we believe is right and burn everything else? And that independence, that power, that excitement is sometimes extremely appealing but it leaves you in a very lonely and isolated place and it doesn't ultimately get you what you want, right? Because what you want is to belong and be self-expressed. So here lies the issue. This child then trailblazes, does their own thing, makes their own rules. There's so many movies about this, right? And they get rewarded to a degree, you know, they they do find their own way of being in the world, but most of the time they're really lonely and have some brokenness inside of them that just doesn't get fulfilled. And if they decide to kind of take on a righteous cause, if you will, and, you know, fight on behalf of their younger selves or children in their circumstances or whatever it is, it's like they can focus on that and they can stay in that place for a minute but they really can't stay there it doesn't it's still not fulfilling right like it it distracts them it might feel good and powerful for a minute but there is no depth to it so the vigilante takes over your life and if you feel comfortable safe calm content this is when the shadow starts to get spiky. This is when she's like, hey, what are we gonna burn to the ground today? Cause you are so calm and happy. That's my little vigilante song. Hope you guys liked it. Um, (laughs) I have felt this, you know, I've had like a really calm, peaceful day. And then all of a sudden it's like, you should not do this job anymore. Or what if you were a, the yoga instructor in the Costa Rican jungle and homeschooled your kids and got offline completely or, you know, just like these thoughts that are just like out, out of left field. And for a minute, it's appealing, right? I can't tell you how often that I've actually looked at homes in Costa Rica because I definitely want to live there at some point. I'd love to build a wellness center there, to be honest, and host retreats. But I have explored what it would look like to move my children there. Full time, you know, and I'm divorced, so that is an extremely complicated situation. I'd have to get Mike on board, Mike's girlfriend on board, he'd have to leave his career. It's a whole thing. And I don't think that it's realistic. My children like it here, my parents live here. There's a lot of things that tie them here that are very healthy and good for them. But my vigilante is like, but you're slightly uncomfortable and you're alone. And the best way to solve that problem is to burn everything you know to the ground and start anew. This is the vigilante, right? So I did this for myself, right? Let's let's talk about the self first. You begin to kind of burn away this ability to be calm and peaceful and grounded. And that's that is a problem. That is where like you just really can't enjoy life because you're looking for the next fight. You're looking for the next villain. And so it gets a little self sabotage right? That's another uh, shadow archetype. That one's more subconscious. This one is very conscious, right? Like the vigilante is, you know what you're doing. Self-sabotage is very much like, what just happened? So you have choices. You have choices in these moments. You know, you can recognize that this is happening and make the choice to lean in and get uncomfortable, which I have done and it's not easy. (laughs) I would say the vigilante's first emotional response is rage and she is great at it. She gets real cranky when you don't listen to her and throws a bit of a tantrum, Had a few tantrums in the last six months. And you have to be very careful because she can be sneaky and she can kind of enlist the aid of the self-sabotager to get her agenda made. So this part of you very much believes that you always have to be fighting to survive and be okay. There is no rest. There is no peace. There is no freedom. It's just fight, 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 fight. And it's exhausting. And you get glorified by the fight. You 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 kind of designate yourself a survivor. And this is not, wow, we want to live our lives, right? If any of you are listening to this and you're like, oh I feel this please know you're not alone. And that it is challenging to navigate through this particular archetype. How this shows up in our bodies. Okay. And I want to talk just for a minute about like health and physical fitness in particular. The vigilante is the type that's like, fuck all those diets. I'm going to eat what I want and do what I want because life is short. And I just like, don't want to be told what to do. I remember when I was pregnant with my son, I gained a lot of weight with both my pregnancies. It uh, just what, was what happened. And I remember the nurse saying to me, it would be really great if you could cut sugar out of your diet. And I just like literally wanted to burn the clinic to the ground. <laughs> like I'm not kidding. The vigilante came out like a feisty beast. And I was like, do not tell me that I can't have sugar. Like go fuck yourself. And I literally went and had so much sugar that day. <laughs> That's the vigilante, right? And she just was trying to help me like maintain a good, healthy weight. I didn't have any glucose issues. I would never harm my baby, right? Like if there was a reason that I couldn't have sugar that was medical, I would have listened begrudgingly. But it was just a suggestion she was making based on the weight I had gained. And- I came from a good place for her, I think. But I was like, I don't care about your rules. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life. And that can happen when it comes to eating, because eating is a pleasure-driven activity, right? And sugar is definitely addictive. So is caffeine, all of those things. And so when we know something's healthy for us, or we know something's good for our body, or we've been told that this is what's right for us, oftentimes the vigilante will come in, maybe like halfway through your diet. I don't know if y'all have felt this if you do dry january like halfway through dry january you're like eh, i could just have like i don't know a little sip i could just sort of have a drink that is the vigilante um or you start to come up with all these reasons why dry january is a stupid idea and like you should just burn it all to the ground and then you burn it all to the ground and you go in a binger like that's that's what i'm saying Or you're in the middle of a diet, and then all of a sudden you're like, "This is stupid. Why do I care what people think?" And you burn the whole program to the ground, and you go and eat three pizzas, right? Like this is she's extreme. She goes over the top. I feel the vigilante come out quite a bit. (laughs) You all are gonna like laugh at me after this one. I could just feel all of you being like, "This makes so much sense." Colleen is the vigilante. I am like the vigilante therapist. That's why I'm like, you know. I'm going to tread of a different path uh, from therapy. I really am still doing traditional therapy with additional components. But for some reason, I got to be like, no. This is – again, it's the vigilante. So she comes out for me when I'm in the middle of like a spin class or like a, an instructor-led class. And the instructor is like, okay, we're going to go up this hill now. I want everybody to get their butts in the air and we're going to go, go, go. And I look the instructor dead in the eye and I sit my butt down and I pedal as slowly as possible because I'm like, do not tell me what to do. I will climb that mountain if I want to climb that mountain. (laughs) Like I signed up for this class. Like she's just doing her job. Like what? Um, I remember a particular moment when I did this and it just makes me giggle because I knew the instructor and she looked at me like, okay, that's a choice you could make, but weird. This is why I work out alone or I do a dance class, right? I just don't want to be told what to do. So she comes out, especially like workout routines, diets, like when you're trying to get yourself into a habit of something or you're trying to do something that's uncomfortable and you don't like it and your nervous system is like, this isn't something I know. And if I don't know it, then it's bad. And so you just get all ramped up on that instead of leaning in, getting curious, Exploring, tapping into your values, recognizing the deeper layers of this, you just give it up. Right. So I'm sure all of you have experienced that to some degree, whether it's a workout routine, a diet, or, you know, just a a new healthy thing. Supplements are another one for me, right? I have them literally set out on my counter and I'm like, meh. (laughs) Like, ah, she's fierce in this world for me. And then she does come out in terms of our business, our jobs, our money, right? So stick with me here, y'all. We're 18 minutes in. If you're still with me, let's go. Let's go towards the money conversation. This is the tough one. She will tell you to quit that job before you have something else lined up. She will tell you to tell off your boss and not worry about your future. Here's the thing. I am self-righteous, to a degree like i i do want you to have the dream job and not have a emotionally abusive boss you know i want you to actually put your life in the right direction but the vigilante makes you believe there's a shortcut to that and the shortcut is to lose your shit and burn it to the ground and that's not a shortcut it is a really big wall that you put up for yourself and actually being able to move forward You could absolutely quit that job. You could absolutely tell that boss that it was not appropriate the way he's treating you. But the vigilante wants you to do it in kind of a ragey way. So with money, this is really interesting because we all desire more money, right? Or at least money enough to feel in overflow, I will say that. Maybe maybe you all don't want to be multimillionaires or whatever, but you want overflow. You want to be able to pay your bills and have money that's extra to do the things that you want to do, that you enjoy, right? Well, whatever you're used to, whatever system your nervous system is used to, like feast or famine, um, scarcity impulse spending. Whatever your nervous system is like, yeah, this is what we do. We know how to handle this. We know how to handle impulse spending. We know how to handle feast and famine. We know how to handle living in poverty. When you try for something else or when you're gifted money or you get that promotion or you know, you start your circumstances change. Your nervous system doesn't know it's a good thing. It's a different thing. And when it's different, our nervous system gets triggered to evaluate whether or not this new thing is a threat or not. And our nervous system does not think like our frontal cortex does. There's not logic. It's just, is this safe or not safe? This is new. I don't feel safe. This is creating lots of choices. I don't feel safe. So the vigilante can come in sometimes and refuse promotions, give away all your money. Have you invest in causes and people and things like charlatans, people who you believe are going to blaze a trail for you or that are setting a different path. And you can throw a lot of money behind that because you believe, okay, if I burn it all to the ground and I go in this direction, then all will be okay. And there's no quick fixes for this. Really to get comfortable with more money or with a different financial mindset, or a new job, or promotion, you have to work with your nervous system, and take the time, and ride the wave of feeling uncomfortable, and nervous, and show your nervous system through actual regulation, breathing, taking care of yourself, drinking some water, you know, like basic self-care, that you're going to be okay, and that this is actually safe and healthy for you. If you start to Ramp up into chaos and look for the villain, you will find it. This pattern has definitely happened for me quite a bit. Mine would be a little more self sabotage, a little less vigilante, but I would still say that when I make a lot of money or when I get an opportunity or when something happens that is new and different, my body is like, is panicked. And it's because of past trauma, but also my inability to trust myself to grow through that. So the vigilante is like, we don't trust this system, we're out. And she takes over. So a lot of work for me has been in the sitting and the holding and the waiting and the allowing space be talking a lot this month about pausing and reflecting and getting curious, going from reactive to responsive. We're gonna be really digging into those concepts because this is the only way we keep ourselves out of this impulsive, reactive, rage-filled shadow. So I I slow down. It's so uncomfortable. Y'all, and I can tell you how uncomfortable this is. It's so uncomfortable. Like I just want to go all in on you know that trip or that mastermind or that new thing i want to you know invest the money in something that is bright shiny different trailblazer right there's so much to it there's so much to it and so if you find yourself in these patterns if you are thinking wow she is speaking directly to me This is like, this is me. This is me, folks. Here we are. I want you to think about how you can slow down. I want you to think about how you can get curious. I want you to think about ways that you can tune in to your body and to yourself because this isn't the way to live. And usually the lessons are way bigger when the vigilante comes to play, right? Instead of burning down that whole situation, I could have just simply pivoted to the right And things would have changed a little slower, but they would have changed. And I want you to feel different. I want you to find peace, but not in a way that is going to sacrifice your ability to just enjoy life. So finally, let's talk about the vigilante and relationships. Here's some ownership I will take. In terms of my marriage and the shadow that took over the most for me, I would say the vigilante came in when I got to a point where I felt like things were really tough, she came in and was like, burn it all down. Now, she didn't get her way completely because I am a mother, right? And I would say like the martyr stepped in and was like, whoa, 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 let's try self-sacrifice. That might work. And they kind of fought it out a little bit. Self-sacrifice or burn it all to the ground. Those are the only two options when you're having relationship issues, right? So One of my greatest regrets, and I did say this to Mike and have admitted it to him, is when I got to a point back in 2019 where his behavior, my behavior, our relationship was toxic and unhealthy and something needed to stop. Instead of saying, you know, hey, this needs to stop. We need to change. Let's go to therapy. Let's figure this out. I was like, I'm done. I'm out. Right. It was like some, it was like, I think about it like a switch inside of me flipped. It was like, And that's the vigilante. She came in and she was like, shutting this down. A lot led to that moment. Okay, it wasn't instantaneous. A lot led to it. But I regret the actions I took, I would say, in the three to four months after that because they were really based on nothing can be salvaged, burn it all. And that is so painful because I don't know if our marriage would have been salvaged per se but the way I went about it was yucky and my family was confused. I was confused. Our friends were confused. Mike was confused. I was just like, I'm done. Let's sell the house or you move out of the house. Let's here's your ring. like I was just like And it was it was the way I was protecting myself from the pain but oh, man, you know, I go back to that time and just wish I would have breathed. rode the wave. Dealt with the hard thing, took my time, got curious. But I do think one of the reasons that my relationship did fail, or I don't even like using the word fail, ended, the season ended, transitioned, was because Mike and I did not do our shadow work in the relationship or before the relationship. I mean, we were in our 20s when we met. So there's only so much shadow work you can do in your 20s, y'all. If you're listening and you're in your 20s, it's okay. Take a hot minute, like, takes a minute to get here. But I do think she, the vigilante, really did put me and him in a position where we just continued to hurt each other more, which led to a really difficult decision and really just not our inability to move through it. So there was a lot that went into that, but I just, you know, I want to say that because I think it's important for you all to hear me be vulnerable, but also take ownership in a very real way. Because in order to work through this and help others work through this, I want to acknowledge that I have experienced this and know what it feels like. So the vigilante in your relationship will come in and create situations in which you don't take the time to really evaluate what you want. So if you feel her coming in and you feel the desire to burn it all and run away or go cheat or whatever, whatever kind of comes to mind, pause really make sure it's what you want. Really make sure that leaving this relationship is the right choice for you. If you are in an abusive relationship, emotionally, psychologically, physically, mentally, and you have the strong desire to burn it down and run away, I that's different, right? This is where the vigilante comes in and actually keeps you safe. And she's right. Get out. Burn it all. Go where you need to go. I mean, don't actually burn your house down, but like, you know. Allow the relationship to die so that you can move forward with your life. And that is where shadows can be very powerful is when we are in actual, you know, life or death situations. They do come in and they they do help us make decisions in ways that are very difficult, and not always logical, but are for our safety. So outside of that type of a relationship, anytime you're in relationship with anybody, whether it be an actual intimate partner or not, friendships even. Really pay attention to what it feels like when you just want to give it up and let it all go and cut people off or tell them off. It's not how we should go about connecting, communicating, or working through conflict with one another. This is quite the archetype, and I am excited to dig in with you all. I want you to feel free to message me on Instagram or email me and let me know how the vigilante shows up in your life. Let me know if I've missed a piece. Something that I have put together for you all that I really, I really want you to know, is I I started a masterclass vault where all of my masterclasses I've done, which I've done quite a few since twenty nineteen, boundaries, codependency, breaking out of toxic relationships, sex and intimacy, where do you draw the line? Um, there's lots of really good quality masterclasses in there. And there's a few mini courses as well. And it's only $33 a month. You can cancel anytime. It's just while you're working through those courses, it's $33 a month to to get in there. And I really think for those of you that are ready to start working through some of these things and wanting to look at some of these tools, it's a really great place to start. And I'm really proud of it. I put a lot of time and effort into these masterclasses. So I'm really excited to have something to offer you all. You know, at an affordable price that feels like it's got a lot of information. The other, like true to my heart thing that I am launching right now that will be ongoing, that feels so just aligned with who I am and what I want to be doing is called the Inner Circles. And this is a community of 10 like-minded individuals. And I'm right now, um, I'm keeping it. Gendered to a degree, right? If you identify as a woman doing a women's group, if enough men uh, would like to join, absolutely. If we can do a non binary one, absolutely. But right now, it's really about coming together, working through all of these pieces, doing the shadow work, doing the facing of these behaviors, not alone. So we will we'll meet weekly. I'll have guest speakers. I'll provide a lot of tools and transformation, but we also get to have each other. And this is one of those offers that you know I want to keep relatively affordable for people who want to do this, but also make sure that you're going to show up and be committed. So it's $500 a month, and you can cancel this anytime as well. And there is a three-month commitment to start just to make sure that when you're in, you're in for a bit and you, you get, give yourself those 90 days to make some changes. But this is a group that I hope some of you that are listening, that have been looking for a community, maybe this is something that can pull you in and get the vigilante off your back. So I'll be talking about it. I'll be reminding you. But I just wanted to take a little time with this podcast to talk about it because I'm really proud of being somebody who can walk you all through this. It provides meaning to having gone through it myself. But also, like I love seeing people get to the other side. It's such a beautiful process. So, if you're interested in either of those, you can DM me on Instagram. Uh, we'll have the link in the show notes for both offers, and let me know. You know, let me know if this is something that you're like, yes, Colleen, this is amazing. I want to do this, and I'm truly excited to see what's on the other side for you. So, until next time, we're gonna allow our self-expression to shine. We're gonna deeply root into our truth and we're gonna let the rest burn. Not all of it burn, we're gonna let the rest burn. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single second that you chose to set aside for you and the impact that you're gonna have on the world today. To be inspired, to be seen, And to hold space starts with the very actions we take with ourselves. Look at the show notes for more information. Like and subscribe and share with friends if you feel inspired to. And as always, let the rest burn.